But when we turn to the scriptures, we see something totally different. We're saying that the pivotal act of redemption and of history happens at, in time and in a place and to people who are there watching it. And so our, our religion is not some sort of mythology or some sort of story or some sort of way of explaining the world around us. It's what really happens that our God enters into history, into flesh, even into sin and death, to rescue us from it and to bring us to eternal life. Five hundred years ago, Martin Luther would gather around the kitchen table with friends and theologians to talk about the Bible, theology, current events, and anything else. These discussions were called table talks. No matter what the question, the conversations always centered around Jesus and his promise of the forgiveness of sins. Table Talk Radio takes up the conversation, bringing the promise of the gospel to our lives. Stay tuned for Table Talk Radio. Welcome to Table Talk Radio. I'm Evan Gigline with Pastor Brian Wolf Miller. Pastor, how are we doing today? Good, Evan. How are you? I'm doing great. If you've ever wanted to see Pastor Wolf Miller do terrible at Table Talk Jeopardy, today is the day because I got some really hard ones for you today, Pastor Wolf Miller. Great. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I don't. I, how this show has become uh, embarrassed, Pastor Wolf Miller hour. I'm not exactly sure, but. I think it's just the way you triumph over uh, me in previous shows. Uh, and your mockery of seminarians probably hasn't helped you either. So. <laughs> I'm sure you deserved it all. <laughs> hey, after that, we're playing Bible B. That's going to be a fun game. And then finishing up, we're playing uh, What is in Your Pastor's Library? A new invention, again, by Pastor Wolf Miller. All right, well, uh, let's get going on Table Talk Jeopardy. Uh, Pastor Wolfmiller, uh, all of your clues, all of your hints are uh, in the audio form. I have audio clips for them all. So, but the category then is faiths and religions. So these could be uh, different religions or uh, denominations of the Christian faith. And uh, so you have to discover which uh, religion is being talked about in these clips. Okay, so faiths and religions uh, for 100, please, Evan. Okay, and here is the audio clip. A plan was presented to build planet Earth where the spirit children would be sent to take on mortal bodies and learn good from evil. Lucifer stood and made his bid for becoming savior of this new world. Warning the glory for himself, he planned to force everyone to become gods. Opposing the idea, Jesus suggested giving man his freedom of choice, as on other planets. So there you have it. Do you have any idea what uh, religion? Yeah, that's amazing that you found that. It sounds like a uh, 70s uh, science <laughs> fiction movie. So I thought at first it was going to be Scientology. But then as you listen to the guy, it becomes obvious that that's the, uh, the Mormon faith it is. Uh, that's happening there. So the answer would be, or the question would be, what is the Mormon uh, faith? That is correct. And uh, it's so funny because they made this uh, cartoon. And uh, you're right, it was made like the 70s or something like that. And the the Mormon faith, their doctrines have changed a lot. And uh, so it is actually rather humorous to go back and watch this video. It's like a cartoon they made. But it's a, it is amazing, I mean, to get there. I mean, this is what the Mormon, the missionaries will call the plan of salvation, which is that there's all these spirit children, which are kind of the just the children of God the Father. Uh, and they need it to have bodies so that they have to have a place to go on earth. And that there's this debate at the beginning of time between God's two greatest children, uh, Lucifer and Jesus. 
And the debate goes like this. Lucifer says, well, I'll just go down there and do everything for their salvation and rescue them. And Jesus, now remember, this is how the Mormons give it to us. Jesus says, no, 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 no. Just to do it all would be, wouldn't be right. We'll give them a free choice. So I'll begin their salvation, but then by their free choice, they will complete it. So that what the Mormon propaganda has done is it's actually put the gospel, the true gospel, which is the fact that God has done everything for our salvation. It's put it in the mouth of Lucifer. And it's put this idea of man participating with God through his free will to become uh, to be saved is in the mouth of Jesus. It's really pernicious. This uh, this teaching. The 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 clearest it can be seen is when we compare, for example, these two verses. We have the Ephesians two eight and nine, which says, "By grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, that no man can boast." The Mormon teaching, and I think, I can't remember, but maybe in 2nd or 3rd Naphtali, in the Book of Mormon, there's a verse that's almost exactly the same as Paul's verse in Ephesians, but it says this, By grace you are saved through faith after all that you can do. So they add this element of human works in there, and it's essential to the Mormon understanding of salvation. Whew. Yeah, that's that's something. That I think in the in the future we should spend entire segments on each of these. Um, yeah, that's good. But table talk is fast moving radio, so let's go to the next one, which is faith and religions for two hundred. I'm going to try to finish this category out. All right. Well, here it is. It means surrender, submission, obedience, sincerity, and peace. These actions describe the proper behavior of the one who believes in Almighty God and is surrendering their will to God's will. And they are submitting to God's commandments. They're doing this in true obedience and in sincerity. Even if no one were watching, they would still do it, and they would do it in peace. Is that any, all? Any ideas? Oh, man. That, where did you get this stuff? <laughs> I have my ways of getting these, these audio clips. Uh, all right. So, of course, obedience, submission, complete. Uh, you know, this could be any guy uh, on the radio uh, preaching today. Uh, <laughs> there's. Um, I, I thought for a while it might be Islam because there was no mention of Jesus and all of this mission, mention of submission. Uh, but I... Uh, well, can I guess Islam, and, and then you can tell me what it really is? So then then, I'm going to try this answer. What is Islam? And then you would be right. Oh, so what, what, man. What, what were you thinking that it wasn't Islam? Uh, uh, I don't know. I just thought it could be any uh, radio preacher, any Christian preacher, because that's how they preach too, uh, obedience and this sort of thing. And, and it's all about law. You know, if we play this, play this clip for law and or gospel, which would it be? Oh, yeah, 100% law, without even a hint of the gospel. So there's no good news in the religion of Islam. Yeah, that's right. But that's a, isn't that amazing that this quote of a guy teaching what Islam is could could just as well pass off for uh, kind of American Christian radio? It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Okay, no, want to keep going then? Sure. Faiths and religions for 300. Okay, and here is that audio clip. When I first got saved, they didn't tell me I could do anything. They just What they told me to do was that whenever I prayed, I should always say the will of the Lord be done. Now, doesn't that sound humble? It does. Sounds like humility. It's really stupidity. I mean, you know, you, you, really, we, we insult God. I mean, we really do insult our Heavenly Father. We do. We, we, we really insult Him without Him realizing it. If you have to say that, if it be thy will or thy will be done, if you have to say that, then you're calling God a fool. Okay, any idea with this one? 
Yeah, that sounds like, I mean, tune into Trinity Broadcasting Network, and that's exactly <laughs> what you hear. I mean, that's just, uh, that's just good old-fashioned word faith teaching. You got it. Uh, uh, which, which says, so what is word faith doctrine? That's right. And that's it. I got it again? Yes. Man, I am racking up the points today. Uh, this, the word faith has this idea that faith is some sort of empowerment, so that rather than, uh, than uh, submitting to the Lord's word and to his will, that we, by having faith, you, you yourself have power to have what you want. There's is really a kind of a sense in the word faith doctrine that we ourselves are, are divine or semi-divine so that we get the things that we want. And God, by faith, God becomes our servant. So don't pray God's will be done. Just just speak it and it'll be done because your faith has the power to make these things come about. Uh, so that's uh, that's one of the pernicious doctrines of the word faith. Not the only one, but it's one of them. Uh, so that now you know you healthy, wealthy, uh, wise. Uh, you have all the things that your heart desires. The, now God is the one, um, and faith is the thing that opens that up to you. Okay, uh, you're going down the line with that. Am I to assume that 400 is next? That's next. How much time do we have? I got to move quick. Yeah, just a, about a minute and a half, and I'll be very surprised if you get this one because it's very hard. All right, but let's it is have someone it. who is uh, describing their faith. The way of finding self or self-realization, finding the answers to life, the answers to spiritual awareness, uh, and it contains practical tools and solutions to everyday living, as well as those big questions of who am I, where do we come from, what are we doing here, and what happens when we die. Any ideas? Oh, that, that's so... Isn't that something? That's... Um it's so generic, you know. So it's talking about what the faith does. And again, the surprise is going to be that it's, I bet you this is not a Christian. Uh, but it just as well could be because that's how most Christians will talk about their faith. It sounds to me like something that you could hear on PBS. Um, but here I'm going to guess that this, you've found something kooky like Scientology. So what is Scientology? I can't believe you got that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for is sure that right? Yeah, it is. Oh, uh, I, man. I thought you, for sure you'd name something, uh, I don't know, some Christian teacher or something like that, because it's just all about finding all the answers that you want. That It's practical and all of this sort of thing, and this is the big move today to have practical Christianity. But give me something a little bit impractical, like the fact that Jesus died for my sins. That's what I want to hear about. Very good. Okay, last one uh, is 500. Here we go. Justification... Being made right with God is not something that happens in us. Now, there are certain things that happen in us, like we're born again, right? We receive the Holy Spirit, we believe. But that happens at the same time, but that's not what justifies us. Justification is outside of us in the heart of God. Justification means His God's attitude towards you. See, So justification is outside of you. It's God justifying you. Now, that has implications about what takes place inside you then later, right? Yeah. But your justification is not what takes place in you. It is God's declaration to you, I accept you. I don't condemn you because of my son. Any ideas? I think that sounds Lutheran to me, Evan. It is. All Uh, right. Objective justification, the fact that it's external to us and comes to us from the outside. That's what we're looking for. That's a nice quote right there. Who was that, by the way? That was uh, Pastor Lastman from Messiah Messiah Lutheran Church in Seattle, Washington. Are his videos available on the Internet? Yeah, he makes his adult instruction videos uh, available on his website, and that's where I got that. that's Great. Yeah, it's an amazing resource. Hey, we're all out of time. You, You won. You got every single one of those, so... 
Uh, good job, Pastor Wolf Miller. Thank you. Hey, but let's see. You know, I'm I'm no match for you, but let's see how you how you fare against our guests in the next segment when we play Bible B. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. back to Table Talk Radio. Hey, I want to tell you about our website, tabletalkradio.org. I thought um, you were going to tell them how I just ran the category there, Evan. Aren't you going to let me uh, gloat sure, a little bit? You're Five sure in a proud row? about that, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, if we, if we let you start gloating, that'd be the rest of the show right there, so we'd be out of time. Maybe we could put my score up on our website. What was the website again? <laughs> uh, BrianBigHead.com, I think is what it is. <laughs> TableTalkRadio.org, on our website, there's a a section on our website uh, called Table Scraps. We have additional interviews and discussions which don't make it uh, here on Table Talk Radio, so it's a great place to go uh, check those out. So uh, do that on TableTalkRadio.org. Hey, we're playing Bible Beat. Also, we should say, oh, I got you, Evan. I was going to say thank you to uh, the guys at Pirate Christian Radio, too, for uh, broadcasting our show. We're on, I think, Tuesdays and Friday nights, and so uh, you can visit that website at PirateChristianRadio.com. I would like to introduce our guest for Bible Bee. It's uh, Pastor Brian Kesselmeyer of Redeemer Lutheran Mission in Los Alamos, New Mexico. Yes, glad to be here, Evan. But a couple of things. First of all, it's Kesselmeyer. And second of all, we're actually no longer a mission, but we're actually a congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod now. Congratulations oh, for that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm sorry for, for both of those errors. Kachelmeyer is the, that's the Hebrew pronunciation. He's got this idea that he's kind of Old Testament prophet-esque. <laughs> Kachelmeyer is fine, Evan. Don't let him correct you. <laughs> you're, you're fine. I believe it would be Kachelmeyer then. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, uh, l- let me explain how Bible B works. Uh, I have – we have four rounds, and in the first round I'll be say, be quoting three verses out of the scriptures, and our contestants have to name the book of the Bible of which is found. The second round I'll be saying one verse. The third round we might be uh, uh, bleeding into segment three – in the third round, I say only five words, and they have to, again, name the, the book of the Bible. And in the last round, I name only one word. So that's how the game is played. Uh, are our contestants ready? Ready. We're ready. Pastor Ketchelmeyer, I will uh, do you first then. And your, your three verses are, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of your own doing, it is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no man may boast. For we are his workmanship, Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Do you have any idea what book of the Bible that would be found in? Well, Evan, as you say that, I'm going to have to go with the epistle uh, to the Ephesians, uh, written by St. Paul in the New Testament. That is correct. Oh, very good, very good. This is a wonderful passage, a wonderful passage in the Scripture, which just takes the, the... key foundational doctrine of the Christian faith, that we have salvation by God's grace, uh, unmerited, undeserved by us, but it's a free gift of God, and it's through Christ alone, his merit, what he has done for us, and through faith we believe this promise. And this passage just gives to us the, this wonderful, clear teaching that it, it's not about us, but it's about Jesus and what he's done for us. Very good. Uh 
Pastor Wolf. All right, I'm up next. <laughs> so you, does he get extra credit for going on and on like that? How, one one hundred points for the for the first uh, round for Pastor Ketchermeyer then. So there you go. <laughs> how, how much? How many points did each round worth uh, here? Round I one. Forgot, I forgot to mention. Yeah, that. I think I have it here. It depends on who gets it right. I'll be adjusting the point value, <laughs> depending. But uh, one hundred. What I have now is one hundred for round one, two hundred for round two, three hundred for round three, and four hundred for round four. So for those of you keeping track at home, just multiply the round by a hundred, and you should have it there. Okay, uh, then Pastor Wolf Miller, it is then your turn. Uh, for round one of Bible B. Are you ready? I'm ready. The Spirit of the Lord speaks by me. His word is on my tongue. The God of Israel has spoken. The Rock of Israel has said to me, When one rules justly over men, ruling in the fear of God, he dawns on them like the morning light, like the sun shining forth on a cloudless morning, like rain that makes grass to to sprout from the earth. That's it? That... (laughs) That's, That's it. the clue. Oh man, you're kidding. Okay, now it's a it's a prophet. Uh, I can get that much. Um, it sounds uh, the the morning star business. The more the star coming out in the morning is is the only kind of thing that I'm hanging my head on. I so I'm going to guess because of that, and this is just a guess in the dark. Obadiah. Uh, that is incorrect. Oh. Um, what book of the Bible would you guess if I told you these were the last words of David? Oh, so, uh, so those are the last words of David. Second Samuel, then. Correct. Uh, the last words of David. Is that right? I should have known that then. Uh, David is How prophetic is David speaking here, though? It's really marvelous. And, and uh, you know, one of the best things ever written on the interpretation of the Scriptures is Luther's commentary on that, the last words of David. Uh, where he shows how the center of the Old Testament is is the teaching of the Trinity and the forgiveness of all of our sins. Uh, but I didn't pull that out, so no, no points for me on that one. Oh. Okay, so, so for those of you keeping track of the score at home, it is <laughs> 100 to Pastor right. Wolf Miller's zero. <laughs> all right, uh, Pastor Ketchelmeyer, back to you then. Um, we are uh, with round two. This, so this one is worth 200 points. 200 points, all right. That's right. And your verse is, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Now, I I would say that that would be in the New Testament. And I'm going to go with uh, the epistle to the Romans, uh, chapter 6. Oh, even the chapter. He's even got the chapter for bonus points. I'm going to give you two bonus points for that. 202. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I see how this game works. <laughs> now, see, this this is a wonderful passage just giving to us that promise that we have attached to holy baptism. That in baptism, we are actually united with Christ in his death and united in his resurrection. Uh, amazing uh, words of promise there to, to bring to us the wonderful joy of salvation. Yeah, a lot of people teach that baptism is a symbol. It's kind of a picture, this sort of thing. But that's not what the text says, right? It says, look, when you were baptized, you were buried with Christ. You died with him. It happened. It wasn't a symbol. You really are dead, and now you really are alive through those waters and through that promise. Uh, so we always go back to our baptism for this marvelous comfort. That's great. Very good. So, Pastor Wolfmiller, let's see if you... Uh... I uh, can get some points in this round, then. <laughs> I don't think he gets any extra credit for commenting on my answer. No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then uh, your, yours is your second oh. round of Bible B. 
is, But you, beloved, build yourself in your most holy faith, pray in the Holy Spirit. But you, beloved, build yourself in the most holy faith, pray in the Holy Spirit. It's New Testament language. Uh, but you, beloved... Um, uh, I know that Paul talks about praying in in First Thessalonians, but you know what I think you've done, Evan, is I think you've. Hmm. Hmm. So I'm going to say First Thessalonians. That is incorrect. <laughs> uh, you're still showing zero points here. <laughs> oh, uh, th- this man. is actually found in the Book of Jude, and it would be the twenty twentieth verse. Oh, but this is this Jude. is coming. <laughs> this is coming uh, when he's uh, warning them of the uh, false teachers that will come and uh, reminding them to to remain in the faith and and to pray in the Holy Spirit uh, that they won't be swayed by these false teachers. Yeah, that's right. Jude and Second Peter have a lot of similarities uh, to them, and and they're both warning about this about uh, about false teachers coming and and especially before the Lord returns, how false teaching will be manifest, and you know that's one of the reasons why we have this little radio show, uh, Table Talk Radio, so that we can constantly hold forth uh, the truth of the Lord's word. Uh, in these last uh, gray and latter days, uh, so that we can cling to that and find in it our life and salvation, uh, and also our points on this game. But that's not working out so well. <laughs> Evan, what is the score, by the way? What where are we at? Let's see. I have three hundred and two to Wolf Miller's goose egg. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> You guys love it. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna we're coming up on a commercial break here, so I don't want to go into the next round. But I do want to tell you about our our phone line. You can call us and leave a message um, with your comments or questions. We like to address those on the air. And the number is eight six six eight five one five five two three. And just leave us a voicemail message, and we will address those uh, in an upcoming show. And um, so, like, if you're in a, a I don't know New Mexico, and you're going to you know a Redeemer Church, and and the the pastor isn't explaining things well enough. Uh, you can call us, and uh, we'll help you out and uh, explain things uh, more clearly. Yeah, you can tell from this game that Evan would love it if you guys would call in your stumpers, uh, <laughs> so he can put me on the spot. Uh, and that would be great. We'd love to hear feedback, too. If you guys have suggestions for uh, games we could play on the show, other things we could talk about, please uh, let us know. Call us at that number that Evan will give again, uh, and let us know uh, And let us know what you'd like us to do on the show. That's so right. the number? That is 866-851-5523 is the number. And uh, do leave us your comments or questions. And, uh, yeah, we, we usually just throw all the questions at Pastor Wolf Miller. So um, and anything... We'll give you points. A listener can get points by stumping Pastor Wolf Miller on, uh, by calling us with your question. <laughs> hey, we'll be right back with more Bible Beyond Table Talk Radio right after this break. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Brian Wolfmuller, co-host of Table Talk Radio. Would you consider becoming one of the Table Talk Radio Radical Reformation Glee Club members? We're looking for three or four people to support us with 25 to $30 a year. We know that that's asking a lot, but the church consultants and word faith teachers tell us to think and plan big. If you'd like to support us, click the Donate Now button on just about every single page on our website, tabletalkradio.org. 
Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, we're in the middle of playing Bible Bee. Our contestants are uh, Pastor Ketchelmeyer of Redeemer Lu- Evangelical Lutheran Church in Los Alamos, New Mexico, and Pastor Brian Wolfmiller at uh, Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. So, and, and the score, Pastor Ketchelmeyer has uh, 302 points. And uh, I lost track of your point. How many do you have, uh, Pastor Wolfmiller? Yeah, I've, I've I've lost I believe track he has two. zero. Oh, I yeah. believe it's zero. That's right. That's right. Zero. The, the, the theological word for that is nihilo. <laughs> Nothing. Can you try not to use any Hebrew words? Because I haven't, uh, I haven't taken any Hebrew yet. So that Latin, Evan. That's Latin. Oh, oh, shoot. <laughs> anyway, I haven't taken Latin either. Just so you know. <laughs> but I'm in a, I'm about to come ex nihilo. That is out of nothing into something on this next round. Round three. That's right. Well, uh, round three is worth three hundred points. And, Ooh. and uh, you get only five words, and you still have to name which book of the Bible appears. And, uh, Pastor Ketchelmeyer, your five words are, The Demons Believe and Shudder. Aha! Uh-huh. The Demons Believe and Shudder. I'm going to go with the New Testament and the book, or the uh, the Epistle of James, I should say. James, is that... Uh, that is correct. James. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, what it, what is being spoken of uh, primarily in the book of James? Well, in James, we, we have the discussion of what true living faith is. That uh, living faith is not just merely a, a knowledge of historical events. It's true that the, the demons, they believe in the sense that they know that it's, it's uh, true that uh, Christ is the Savior of the world, that uh, Christ is the second person of the Holy Trinity, but they do not have saving faith. They do not uh, trust in Christ for salvation. Uh, they don't, neither can they, for Christ did not become an angel to redeem angels, but he became man to redeem mankind. Uh, but it's talking about the true faith, a true living faith that clings to the promise of Christ who died for us, for you, for me, for us, for the world. That's right. Okay, that's another 300 points, so you're up to 602 points. All right. Yeah, I- I'm willing to give uh, three or four points for the explanation there. I'll max it out at four points, making the total 606. <laughs> you get much more still for your for your guess. I think though, uh, uh, you you make the I mean this marvelous point that the demons know about Jesus. They know about the cross. They know that he died for the sins of the world, but that that knowledge doesn't save them. It can't. It you. It's well. Our confessions call it the fides specialis. That we. That we. It's not just the idea that we know that Jesus died for the sins of the world, but that Jesus died for for my sins. That Jesus is my Jesus. His death is my life and forgiveness and salvation. And it's when we. You know that that's the 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 faith that clings to His promises and, and gives life and salvation. Since I can't guess my own uh, verses, I have to add on to yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if you can get this one. All right. Then. Yeah, I've turned the other cheek. I'm ready for it. <laughs> okay, are you ready then? Round three yes, for yes. Pastor Wolf Miller. Your words are, do not lay your hand. <laughs> <laughs> do not lay your hand. <laughs> Oh yeah, you got laugh it up. <laughs> oh boy. Now, I, do not lay your hand. That's a command. <laughs> do not lay your hand. 
Uh, I'm going to, just because of the nature of the game, I'm going to guess that this is coming from one of the Old Testament uh, books of narrative uh, that would be the least likely to be guessed. Uh, you, uh, you know, I think instead of guessing narrative, which the text sounds like, I'm going to guess Proverbs. In which case, you would be... Right after, you know how on those game shows they they like wait till like a oh, commercial God. break and then they. <laughs> yes. All right, give All it right. to me. Well, let me tell you about our uh, email address. It's uh, <laughs> questions at tabletalkradio dot org. That's uh, where you can send us. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, you are incorrect. <laughs> oh, oh, this actually man. comes from the book of Genesis, chapter twenty-two, uh, at the sacrifice of Isaac. Um, God said, "Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now, I know that." You fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. That wasn't impossible to guess either. That I could have, I should have thought about it a little bit more. I, uh, it, that's a marvelous text, though, isn't it? I remember uh, ten, twelve years ago talking to a Jewish cantor about the text, uh, about how uh, God tells Abraham to sacrifice his only son, his beloved son. Uh, and then how we see the gospel in that, in, in that the Lord provides a ram, you know, caught in the bushes, uh, so that instead of the death of his son, uh, the, Abraham has the death of the ram in his place. And in that we see this, the, a picture of the substitutionary atonement of Christ who, who takes our place so that we ourselves don't have to die. And I was talking to this Jewish cantor about that and uh, because I wanted to show him the gospel in the Old Testament. And he says, now, come, come. You don't really think that God actually told Abraham to do that, do you? Uh, I was really stunned because this guy was, you know, one of the conservative uh, Jewish congregations in town, uh, but just didn't believe the text happened at all, Uh, which is, you know, what you generally see with someone who has the Old Testament but doesn't believe the gospel, that they just, they refuse to see it there. They refuse to find it. But we see all through the scriptures, I mean, before Abraham, even with with. Uh, Adam and Eve, uh, and all the way through to King David and all the sacrifices in the temple, we see the Lord giving there uh, the promise of the Messiah and his blood for the forgiveness of all of our sins. That's a wonderful text. You see how many points he's trying to gain by uh, going on and on about that? (laughs) (laughs) Can you get extra credit when you don't even get the question right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have to have some points in order to get bonus points. Uh, <laughs> it's like the it's like the kids who who don't do their homework, but then when you know finals week comes, they want to do extra credit. You can't be extra unless you have first credit. I understand. <laughs> I still have, I still have zero here in my category. All right. Well, let's. But that's all right. I'm I'm going to come back here in round. Let's four. move on then to round four. And um, well, could you say the score again? Yeah. Evan, the, what, what's the score? The sc- okay. Well, round four is worth four hundred points, and uh, Patrick Ketchelmeyer has. 606 points, and uh, Pastor Wolfmeyer has zero. So I don't know how you're going to catch up in this last round, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll play it for fun anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, and round four gives only a one-word clue. And uh, your one-word clue, Pastor Ketchelmeyer, is wept. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I am going to guess the New Testament... And I'm going to guess the gospel according to St. John. That is correct. And who is oh. weeping? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, this is a conspiracy. <laughs> this passage is, is about when Jesus, who 
gives to us these wonderful words of assurance that he is the resurrection and the life, and he goes to see Lazarus, who had died. But with Jesus, this is no concern that he's died. Even when he hears that Lazarus has died, he waits a while before he ever goes to the tomb. Why? Because Jesus is the resurrection, and he is the life. And so Jesus comes and he resurrects Lazarus. But in that time with his discussion with Mary and Martha, in trying to bring to them comfort in this time of mourning, this is where Jesus then weeps. He, he wept, as the text says, one of the, the shortest passages in the entire Bible. That's true. And uh, your final score then is 1,006 points. <laughs> I think those are 1,006 figures. <laughs> okay, well, let's move in. Then uh, we just have a couple minutes left for the last round. For Pastor Wolf Miller, and for 400 points, Pastor Wolf Miller, um, this word appears in the Bible three times, uh, but I think uh, it's, it's recognized most in, in one particular verse, and we'll see if you get it. But I might give you a few uh, pity points if you guess one of the other ones. Yeah, a multiplier, a, a four times multiplier. For okay, this well, your one word is... A blaze. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, all right. There is a text, I believe, in one of the prophets uh, that speaks about uh, the Lord being ablaze with anger, if I remember right. And I think that text is in Hosea. So that's my guess, Hosea. That is incorrect. There's one mention of it in Isaiah There's one mention of it in Daniel And the one I was shooting for was Malachi 4.1 Which says uh, For beloved the day is coming burning like a furnace And all the arrogant and every evildoer Will be like chaff And the day that is coming they will be set ablaze Says the Lord of hosts So that it will leave them neither root nor branch I take a little bit of pride in the fact That I don't know all the verses that have the word ablaze (laughs) Of them Oh, but it doesn't do me any good with this game. Zero (laughs) points. With about 30 seconds left, uh, what's uh, that prophecy then in Malachi? We'll give you a point. Well, look, the Lord's Lord's wrath burns. That's how it's often described as a fire. Uh, So that we have, for example, in Hebrews, this text, our God is a consuming fire. Uh, this is why we fear God, because he comes, uh, he is the one who has the ability, as Jesus reminds us, to destroy both body and soul in hell. So because of our our sin, God's wrath burns hotly against us. But we see the blessing of the Lord Jesus when that on the cross, he endures God's wrath for us. In fact, Jesus says, the cro- uh, Luther says that Jesus on the cross is, uh, is like a, a pig on a spit, and there he's roasted. We have roasted Christ. He's burned up under God's wrath so that we can escape that wrath and come to life everlasting through his mercy and grace. Well, that's all the time we have for Bible B. Uh, I want to thank uh, our, our guest, Pastor Brian Ketzelmeyer, for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks in, a in... lot. <laughs> <laughs> Could we have the score again, Evan? Yeah, the, the score, the final score is Pastor Kesselmeyer with 1,006. And uh, we'll give Pastor Wolfmiller one point for, getting, <laughs> for explaining uh, Malachi there. Oh, boy. With, the, with Table Talk Radio, 1,006 points is like one point, and one point is like 1,006. <laughs> hey, we'll be right back. More Table Talk Radio. We're going to finish up playing uh, What's in Your Pastor's Library. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio.
Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. This is the last segment of the program in which we play a little game called What's in Your Pastor's Library? And the pastor that is, um, we are looking at library, it'd be Pastor Brian Wolfmiller, the loser of the last game, uh, Bible Bee. (laughs) Yes, rub it in. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is a good question, though. It's always good to know what your pastor's reading. You can tell a lot by a guy uh, by just simply asking, hey, uh, what's the last... What's the last book that you read, or what What are you in the middle of reading? But now, explain how this game's going to work. We've never done this before. This is the first time we're trying it, so this could be a huge disaster. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be putting myself in bodily, the risk of bodily harm during this game. You should tell everyone how it works. <laughs> well, uh, Pastor Wolfmeyer is going to put a blindfold on or something, close his eyes. And then uh, I'm going to direct him. And I think it, it makes it more interesting to tell people how we're recording Pastor Wolf Miller. Oh, yeah, that's true. We're not in the same place. I'm in my study uh, in of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. I'm uh, recording here. Evan, is that, are you at home or church? Yeah, up in... I'm, I'm at uh, my, my bedroom in Yuma, Colorado. And so we're in separate places, so we don't see each other, which is a blessing for me, really, let me tell you. <laughs> So Evan can't see what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) So Evan can't see me, but he's going to direct me around my office, and I'm going to have my eyes closed, and he's going to tell me up and down and this way and that way, and then I'm going to grab a hold of a book and bring it back to the microphone, and we'll talk about what it is. So, see, I've I've been in your study a couple times. I'm trying to remember what it looks like. You got your desk. You're just going to turn around uh, to your to your books. I'm going to tell you, you know, which way to go, um, and then. Uh, hopefully you don't trip over your computer and then break something and send me a bill or something. That's right. Okay. Are you ready? It, it, it reminds people that the Donate Now button on our website would also cover, cover medical costs <laughs> of That's injuries right. incurred during the recording of Table Talk Radio. That's I'm right. ready. Okay. Now, my headphones, have, I have about 10 feet of go on the t- – so don't tell me to go too far. But I'm going to stand up now, and I'm going to go over to the shelf, and then you direct me. Okay. So – I want you to take uh, one step uh, forward. Okay. Are, are you are you near a bookshelf yet? I am. I'm touching a bookshelf. Okay. I want you to go uh, two shelves down. One, two down. All right. Okay. And then uh, let's say uh, about one foot over to the right. One foot to the right. Yeah. Okay. And whatever book you can grab now is the book I want you to, to bring with you. All right. This is a good, I think this is a good section. Oh, ha, ha, what a beauty. Woo! What book did we come up with? I have grabbed the volume seven of the Complete Sermons of Martin Luther. All right. Yeah, no kidding. That's fantastic. Nice work, Evan. In the blind. This, by the way, this whole seven-volume set is available for like 40 bucks from Christian book distributors, and it's well worth it uh, for any Christian. I think it might to, even be 30. Yeah, that's that's great. So you guys all listening should get this book. So now I don't know what we do. We talk about the book. Is I, I don't, We never really talked past what happens after <laughs> I get the book. We were just so excited about getting the book. <laughs> um, could, could you page through and maybe, maybe find uh, yeah, some text that he talks about that, or something? I've got some underlined here. Uh, here's uh, here's Luther. I've got a few pages marked. So here's a sermon th- that Luther gives on Luke 7, uh, verses 11 to 17. Uh, and, and this is just the beginning, but it's a marvelous beginning. Luther says, There's very much one could say in connection with today's gospel. However, for the present moment, we will limit ourselves to one point, undoubtedly the most important one, namely, how we should find comfort in the face of death. Certainly there is great need for such comfort and teaching. 
So you remember the text uh, that, that Luther is commenting on here? It's when, he, when Jesus goes to uh, the city of Nain and the woman is coming out with, the, um, with her son who's died and she's a widow and Jesus stops the funeral procession uh, and he says to the young man to arise. And Luther will go on to point out how it's because of Jesus and his word of life and his word of salvation, his word of resurrection, that when we face death, we can have the comfort uh, that he's with us and that he's overcome death. Here he says down a few paragraphs later, So because we see how Christ can very easily snatch us from death and restore us to life, and so earnestly wants to do so, as we see here, Therefore, we should accept this example as sure evidence of how Christ demonstrates his power over death in order that we might take comfort in him and not fear death. You know, uh, Pastor Wolfman, I was talking to you on the phone uh, a couple weeks ago or something like that, and you mentioned something that was very interesting. I wonder if you wouldn't mind talking about it here. Uh, that is, uh, during the course of, of, of Jesus' ministry from, from baptism to crucifixion, uh, no one in the biblical account dies. Uh, with the exception of one person. Yeah, that one person is uh, John the Baptist, who, because he's the last, see, he's the last of the prophets. So the prophets were given to see the crucifixion as a vision, but not as a historical reality. So really, as the last prophet, John the Baptist isn't given the gift of seeing the death of Jesus, which is why I think um, uh, Jesus says that John is the greatest of all the prophets, but he's less than the least in the, the the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than him because to be in the kingdom of heaven is to know the crucifixion of Christ which all the prophets long to know but other than John the Baptist with perhaps the exception of Judas we don't exactly know where his death coincided with the death of Jesus it could have been afterwards but uh, but nobody else died every time Jesus came to someone who was dead he he raised them from the dead uh, and that they lived, as far as we know, all the way through Jesus' death and resurrection. So that Jesus can—this uh, is one of the great things, is that death is not a natural occurrence. It's not supposed to be that way. It's some, it means that there's something broken that needs to be fixed. And Jesus, that's what he comes to do. He comes to fix that which is broken. And one of the major ways he does that is by raising people from the dead, which he will do at last, and this is our great hope, on the great last day of the day of the resurrection of all flesh. Um, which which is the comfort that we have, uh, for example, at, at funerals, just just as an example. You know, I think we were talking about this also, is that a lot of funerals you see that people, um, they have to, to force a smile or they have to say that um, they can't be happy or something like that. Or, excuse me, they can't be sad, they must be happy, uh, things like this. But, you know, we, we see lament through the through the psalms, through the psalter. Uh, we have a, a range of emotions expressed uh, there. And, and even as we were talking about earlier in this program, Jesus wept at the death, death of Lazarus. So, he, you know, he did, he did mourn. And there's nothing wrong with, with the Christian, uh, you know, going through those laments. And, uh, you know, cer- certainly we, we, we don't uh, mourn as, as those who have no hope. But that doesn't mean we don't mourn. We, we mourn like those who do have hope. Um, and that is that we look forward to the resurrection, but we, but we do still mourn that that sin has paid its toll on 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 the body here here on earth. No, even God Himself mourns over death, uh, and Jesus comes to then fight against it. So that's right. We don't want to say to someone, "Don't 
cry at my funeral because then what happens is people feel sad and they cry and then they feel doubly bad because they're doing what you didn't want them to do. They feel guilty because, yeah. Yeah, but no, you're supposed to cry at a funeral. Weep like a baby at a funeral. That's what you should do because death is not good. It shouldn't happen. Uh, and it won't when the Lord returns. That's that's one of the definitions of the new heaven and the new earth, it, is that there's no more death there. And so we look forward to the time when there is no more death. That means there's no more crying and no more tears. Uh, so you're right about that. Yeah, well, we have about two minutes left. Did you want to go back and uh, listen to some of these clips, or did you want? Did you have something else you want to talk about with, about Luther? What, do you want to try to grab another book here? Do we have time, you think? Sure, yeah, we have a couple minutes. Let's do okay, that. Okay, I'm standing up. I'm ready standing to go. Standing up. Okay, take uh, two steps forward. Right, ready? Okay, and I want you to take uh, a one step to the left. I have trouble moving to the left, but I'll do it. <laughs> and then uh, go up two shelves this time. One, two, okay. And then, and then pick up a book. Any book here? Any book there on the, on the two shelves up. Ugh, what is this? <laughs> don't fall now, don't fall. I've got it. You're going to laugh at this one. Okay, it's not one I'm of your right children's here. books, is it? Well, sort of. It's Bullfinch's Mythology. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder tell what's us. in here, even. Tell, tell us about this book that you've read. Well, this, <laughs> I'm trying to remember uh, what's what's in here. Uh, this is the collection of all the old Greek myths uh, Bullfinch put together well, ages ago. This is an old classic. Uh, but, but, you know, the, I don't really have anything to say about Bullfinch's mythology, but maybe I can say this. You know, one of the problems that we have this these days in the church is that people see the scriptures as mythology. I mean, it's kind of like the joke you told to start out the program about Jonah couldn't have been true because whales' throats aren't that uh, big enough to swallow a human being and all of this sort of thing and so people look at the at the bible and they say well it's just like mythology it's just the the same kind of stuff just uh people's making up stories to fill in the gaps of knowledge that we have and this sort of thing but when we turn to the scriptures we see something totally different that that how the lord works is not in fable or in mythology or in story or anything like that but in history i mean Jesus, when we say in the scriptures that Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, we're saying that the pivotal, the pivotal act of, of redemption and of history happens at, in time and in a place and to people who are there watching it. And this, and so our, our religion is not some sort of mythology or some sort of story or some sort of way of explaining the, the world around us. It's what really happens. That our God enters into history, into flesh, even into sin and death, to rescue us from it and to bring us to eternal life. That's right. And that is going to take us to the conclusion of Table Talk Radio for today. Ooh. I do thank you for uh, tuning in. And uh, join us again next time right here uh, on Table Talk Radio. And also, you can don't forget to visit our website, tabletalkradio.org. Uh, so uh, until next time, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to questions at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message, 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.